Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mesilas Sharm. We are about to finish Chapter 11, which is the largest chapter in Mesilas Sharm. A lot of a lot of podcasts on it, and we're going to conclude with the last portion for the desire for honor. And when I say <clears throat> honor, is we we always like to give ourselves. We you know we always look at ourselves in a certain way. It's important you know to have a good self esteem, but again, sometimes we tend to the the drive for for honor, like, why do you want the promotion? Yes, I'll make more money, um, but I also have a title. And, and, you know, you may, it's hard to explain. But let's, you know what, let's just continue going into Nurmchal will explain himself where, where we're going this. So the sum of the matter is that, um, the sum of the matter is that lust for honor is what drives a man's heart more than the yearnings and cravings in this world. Oh, he really hits on it here. We should have just started with it. And if we're not for this drive, a person would be willing to eat whatever is available to him, to weary any clothing that would cover any nakedness, and to dwell in any house that he would shelter from elements, earning a livelihood that would be easy for him, and he would not need to weary himself with becoming wealthy. But in order not to seem himself lower and inferior to his friends, he thrusts himself into the thick struggles, and there's no end to his toil. So... The Ramchal is saying here that if a person didn't care, like, how do I explain it in a, in a, in a way that, you know, it's, you ever, oh, I'm not in the mood. Don't, I don't, I don't want the chicken for supper. I want to have steak. I'm not in the mood for chicken. Uh, I want, because you're, you're giving into your self desires. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's basically a certain attitude a person has. He is here like a person wouldn't wear, you know, you ever go to the store and say, I just can't see myself in that. It's too ugly. It's too nice. It's this. What do you care what you wear? If it's respectable and presentable, that's it. That's all I mean. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to wear brand names. I don't have to wear anything uh, so extravagant. Or a house. Listen, I have five kids. Can I know? I just need a house for five kids. I don't need a massive wealthy mansion and a big thing. That's the point. If you didn't care about those things, if it wasn't so important to you, then you wouldn't work hard to try to acquire these things. That's his point. You know, you ever look at the great people at Sadiqim you know, nowadays, you don't see them with these massive steaks in front of their plate. They eat whatever it is. They give them bread. They have, a, they have a light meal, maybe some fruit, nothing extravagant. I mean, maybe you'll see by the grand rabbis, you know, lots of silver and gold. That's just their constituents giving them, you know, giving them honor. But the food that they eat is very simple and nothing, you know, nothing uh, over the top, you know. So therefore, the stage of the blessed memory said, envy, desire, because of this drive now, envy, desire, and honor, they remove a person from the world. And further, they warned us, do not seek to stature and do not crave honor because it will lead to this. And now he gives some examples. How many people leave themselves to starve or rely on to be supported from the community charity bucket because they feel that I can't do work. Oh, you can't, you know, imagine a guy doesn't have a job. Someone offers him a, a job and says, you know, I'm going to have a job for you. It's available if you want it. It's yours, you know, but, um, you know, it, it only pays, I don't know, $15 an hour. Yeah, you know what? $15 an hour, not for me. I don't, I'm not going to do it. And, and by the way, this really happens. People turn down jobs because, ah, this is not for me. And I, and I understand why. 
you know, it's it's very demeaning, and you know, or, or it's just not enough. So I'm making myself crazy for, you know. So therefore, what they'll do is they'll they'll go and uh, they'll rely on being supported by the community. Ramchal says, "Is there any greater lunacy than this? Is this crazy? They prefer to sit around and be idle. And by the way, you know, when you sit around and do nothing, it's never a good thing. You sit and twiddle your thumbs. If you do it for a long time, forget it. It can be uh, it can lead to terrible things. So." But they're all sitting there being lowering. They're all sitting there doing nothing because no one's interested in doing a job that is below their dignity. And the sages of lesson memory taught the opposite. They said, no, don't ever do that. Rather flay a, a carcass in the, a, a carcass in the marketplace and, uh, and take a parnasa or take a, make a living than say, no, this job is too, is not for me. I'm too distinguished. I'm too honored. Don't say something like that. A person should always employ himself in work that is unusual for that type of person rather than to be dependent on people. It's a very important rule that Ramchal is saying. If you have an opportunity to make money and it's a little bit degrading, I mean, obviously consult your consult your local rabbi and, guy, and ask him what to do. But the Ramchal is saying here that if you have an opportunity to sustain yourself, but the job is too low for you, rather do that job then be supported by the community. But, but why? Why don't they do it? Because they're create. this is beyond my dignity. I can't do that. So the bottom line is you see here that the craving for honor is one of the greatest stumbling blocks for a person. It really, it, 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 it blocks us from doing the, the avoda because if it were impossible, moreover, it makes it impossible for one to be a loyal servant to God. Because as long as you're concerned about your own honor for the inevitability, you will have to diminish the honor of Hashem due to his foolishness. And there's this, at some point, there's going to be a choice. You know, sometimes you have uh, you know, an opportunity to do a mitzvah, but you're a little bit embarrassed to do it because uh, people look at me funny. And if it's a mitzvah, you're supposed to do it again. If it's not, if it's not something wild, but it's a mitzvah in the Torah, then you're supposed to do it and you do it respectfully. Uh, an example that comes to mind is putting on tefillin on a plane. You need to do it respectfully. You know, when you dive on a plane, don't block people. Don't get in people's way. You need to do it. Don't be embarrassed to do it, but you have to do it in a respectful way. Some people don't want to do it because I don't want people to see me on tefillin. They're looking at me funny. You know, and again, there's I'm sure there's reasons also to argue that, that they shouldn't put on tefillin on a plane, but I'm just trying to give some examples that can go both ways. But at the end of the day, if you have a desire, if you need to cry, crave, if you crave honor, it's eventually going to block you from doing the avodah. Because at some point, you're going to have to make a choice: my honor or God's honor. If you cared about your honor, then you're going to then it's not going to work. And now you have an example. This is what Melf did. You know, when um, when the Aron, <clears throat> when the when the when the Ark of the Covenant reached Yushalayim uh, for the first time, Melf, King David, he danced like. Like like a little kid, and his wife said to him, "This is this is how you act. This is how a king acts." He says, "He responds, who am I in front of God? Who am I in front of God?" That's what he says. I should act even more humbly, and because I'm lowly in my in my own eyes compared to God, who am I? So that's why David Melch, you know, um, was uh, David Melch. He was acting, you know, in 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 a unique way because, and he was a king. He was the king of Klaisrol. But in truth, genuine honor is nothing other than true knowledge of Torah. This is very important. And thus, the sages of lesson memory say, 
there's no honor other than the knowledge of Torah. As it's stated, the wise shall inherit honor, and anything else that people can consider honor is nothing but imaginary and false, and has absolutely no value. It's appropriate for one who practices Nikias to cleanse and purify himself from it with absolute purification, and then he'll be successful. That's true, and he's going to talk about more about it later on in the in the book when he talks about humbleness, and you'll see what it really is, what this person really is, <clears throat> you know, what it means to be humble. So now he's going to sum up and conclude chapter 11. Note that I have concluded, I've included up until here many of the details of Nikias focusing on certain mitzvahs and character traits. And this is meant to serve as a model for how Naki to all, how the Nikias to apply to all remaining mitzvahs and character traits. As he quotes, let the wise one hear and increase his learning and discerning one may acquire strategies. So the Ramchal is just saying here that although I gave you only a few examples in this long, long chapter, we need to take, this was just more of a guide for you to understand how to apply these rules of in any mitzvah or any avera, and you need to apply these rules in the, of Nikias to perfect them and cleanse yourself from them. Not just from the ones we just spoke about, but taking everything in the Torah. So now, the last note he's going to say is interesting. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's not going to take a lot of work or some work to attain this trait. But nevertheless, I maintain that it's not, it's not as hard as you think. Okay? And the mental commitment is in this matter, in order to do it mentally, to say, I want to do it and I want to change, is actually harder than doing it itself. Think about that. It's Harder just to make the mental commitment than doing the action itself. So all you have to do is make the mental commitment that I'm going to do it. And then you'll see. And then when you commit yourself to do it and you establish in your heart and you want to do it to be among those who master this wonderful trait of Nikias, then with a little bit of training, and a little bit of, cust- of, of, uh, of customizing yourself to this practice, it'll be a lot easier than you imagine. And he tells you this is something that truth, this truth is proven by experience. You will see it very, very clearly when you try it out. So I know that this was a hard chapter, but try to take one thing that you want to work on yourself and try to perfect it. You know, and you'll see that if it changes you, and you'll see and 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 put the Ramchal to his word and say, see, if it exactly was a lot easier than you thought it would be, if it was a lot harder than you thought it would be, and so on. And that concludes chapter 11. And um, we'll start chapter 12 in the next podcast. Have yourself a great day.